overcoming financial stress with the saver and the spender. I'm your host and the spender, Michael Dickey. At Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, we are the worldwide leaders in reducing financial stress. And our mission is that everyone, from the person that is overwhelmed with their finances and in debt up to their eyeballs, to the person that makes good money, has amazing goals, and wants to achieve financial independence, finally to the person that feels a calling to help others by becoming a financial coach, learn how to take the stress out of money. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. This is financial coach Jill Emanuel, and I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for hopping on, for showing us support. Um, I am wanting to chat with you all about a topic that I think is super important and that I think a lot of you probably shudder when I say the word. And so here it is. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not going to keep you in suspense anymore. I want to talk about cash. Yes, you heard it. I'm sorry. I'm saying the four letter word that everyone hates for me to bring up, or you might love it. I guess I see people on either side of the of the uh, field where they're either like jumping for joy and saying, yes, I really need to do this. I really want to do this. Or they're saying like, oh my gosh, you did not just say that. No one uses cash anymore. I'm not going to do it. It sounds so inconvenient. And I really want to talk about kind of some strategy and the psychology behind using cash and why I think it is so valuable. But I also want to talk about the correct way to use cash because there's a lot of different things that people will do. And maybe you've tried using cash before when you've tried to get on a budget and you found it not to work. You found it to be too clunky. You found it to be too restrictive. You found yourself blowing through the money quicker than what you think you would spend with a debit card. And so I want to talk about maybe what some of those pitfalls were, why it might not have worked in the past, what might have gone wrong, and then help you to figure out how you can use cash more effectively, what the best strategies are as far as using it long-term and ongoing, and what I really mean when I say use cash. So here we go. Let's get things started. I am going to begin with just going over some of the things that maybe you've tried before that didn't work so well, or some of the objections that I will hear from people when I start to talk to them about using cash. So one of the things that I'll hear from people is that if they have cash in their pocket, they blow through it too quickly. That if it's there, they spend it and it's gone as fast as it comes in. And so they have this have this objection or this worry that they will be spending their money even faster if they're using cash because that's always been the way that it's been for them. They've taken out some cash and next thing you know, it's gone, right? And so I kind of want to talk about how we can put some criteria around the proper way to use cash to prevent that from happening. Another thing that I'll hear from people is that they've tried using cash and maybe they've done the envelope system. So some of you probably know what I'm talking about. That's where you pull out cash and you label physical envelopes. You put them in your drawer and one says 
eating out and one says date night and one says groceries and one says travel and one says gifts and they each have their own name. You've got a stack of envelopes that you put away in your sock drawer and every month or every payday you put a certain amount of cash into each one of those envelopes and you just leave them there to hopefully have the money for the things when you want it. And I hear from a lot of people that have tried it or have thought about trying it that it just seems so inconvenient and impractical. And I will tell you that I agree. I actually used envelopes. I had personal experience. I my husband and I, when we were early on in our marriage and trying to kind of figure out personal finance and how to get on a budget and get on a plan together, we tried doing the envelope system twice. And both times we kind of ran into the same problem where we felt like it was very cumbersome. It became uh, really inconvenient. And we also had, you know, kind of this, I guess, mental block or this, this, kind of feeling of defeat because we would oftentimes run out of money in one envelope and wind up stealing from another one. And then it felt like what we were doing just really wasn't working to begin with. Right. And so I want to talk about why I recommend using cash a little bit differently and doing something that is a little more practical for your life is a little bit more fluid, a little bit easier to stick to long term. Uh, and then the, I think the third big objection that I'll hear from people or the, the worry that people will have is they say, like, it's so inconvenient to use cash, right? That they don't want to have to stop and get cash, that it's more convenient just to use their, their Apple iPay or they, you know, want to swipe their debit card or credit card when they're at the store. They think that using cash will slow things down. And I'm here to assure you that it does not slow things down. Uh, you know, it doesn't slow things down significantly anyway. I guess you have to add one new routine into your life, and that is to stop and get cash. And the lucky thing is that there's ATMs almost everywhere, and there's banks on every corner. And so it's not super inconvenient to grab cash while you're doing something that you would normally be doing anyway, right? So you're going to the grocery store, and you stop at the ATM there and get your cash. You're getting gas, or you're running into the pharmacy, and you get your cash. So it's really not that much more. It might take an extra five minutes out of your week to manage to get cash, but I promise you in the long run, it will save you thousands of dollars when you use cash in the proper way. And it is definitely worth that five minutes of your time to make that switch in that habit. So I will say it is a habit that takes some time to adjust, right? If you've been using your debit card or credit card for your entire life, do not expect that this is going to be easy. You probably don't already. You're probably like, oh, this sounds horrible. Um, and it will seem clunky. It will seem difficult. It will seem inconvenient for the first month or two. That's very normal. I usually see with my clients that by about month number three, they are on a roll with it. They love it. They might've been complaining and grumbling along for the first month or two. And all of a sudden they say like, 
yeah, I think we've got this. I think I'm in a rhythm of it now. It actually is working much easier. I don't know how we ever did it any other way. So we'll definitely hear that from our clients very often who've worked with us for some time and they try to imagine life not using cash and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to go back to that way. And so I think that it's definitely something you need to try and don't just try it for a day or a week. I want you to commit to a three-month trial period because I really believe it takes that long to change your habits and to get in a new way of doing things, right? So to get work through the kinks and to get into the flow of it, it really is going to take you about three months to start to feel normal with using cash and to start to find that rhythm and the good amount for you that's going to feel right and get you through. So one of the things that I will see when people say that they're using cash is that they'll say things like, I'm going to take out, I don't know, $100. I'll take out $200 and it's going to last as long as possible. So they'll say that, that it's going to last as long as possible and they're going to try to make it stretch. And if it lasts them for three weeks or for three days, either way they're right. Okay. They've made it last as long as possible and they can kind of justify any of their expenditures and feel like they did the best that they could regardless of how long that period of time is, right? If it only lasts three days, they say, well, I had to get all of those groceries. And unfortunately that's as long as I could make the hundred dollars last. So we want to put a little bit more structure around it so that there is, you know, more, more flow to it, more, more structure, a better criteria that you need to make the dollar amount last for, and also a dollar amount that actually makes sense for that period of time. Right. So I will often see also where clients have come to me and they say, I tried using cash before and it just didn't work. And oftentimes when we start talking about what should cash be used for and how much should that dollar amount be for them, when we get to figuring out that number, they say, oh my gosh, this is a lot more than I was giving myself before. And so they were failing because they felt like they had restricted themselves too much that they kind of go on that like total scarcity, not having anything, living only on ramen. And then all of a sudden they're like, I can't do it anymore. And they go off the deep end and go the other way and they spend like crazy. And then they say, there's no way I can go back to doing that. And it's because they just didn't give themselves enough money to begin with. They weren't being realistic and honest with themselves about what it was really going to take for them to live for a certain period of time using cash. So we want to look at what is the right amount? What is What should be included in your cash? Because it's not everything. And how can we make it so consistent and so easy that it becomes a no brainer for you. Okay. So that is really the goal. Whenever we're talking about budgeting, getting organized with your finances, we want to find the thing that becomes so simple for you that it is just a natural habit, just like waking up and brushing your teeth, right? Where you don't have to think about it. It's just what you naturally do because it's easy and it's routine. And that's really how your finances should be that we get into such a flow where it is so natural and such a second nature for you that it's so simple to stick to long-term because 
any of these changes. There's no quick fix with your finances. It is the choices that you make day after day, month after month, year after year for your life that will give you the results that you want. And so we need to make it something that's very simple and very sustainable. So when I talk about using cash, let's kind of get down to it. First, we're going to define what should cash be used for? Because it is not for everything. And so if you're taking notes, this is where you want to write things down so that you know what you're using your cash for. And you know you can come back and listen to this or write down the notes later. If you're driving in the car, please don't take notes. Um, so what should cash be used for? When I talk about using cash, this is strictly for your day-to-day spending, okay? So this is for groceries, for eating out, for like miscellaneous household things, right? If you're buying cleaning supplies or laundry detergent, um, kind of just all of those little things for your regular home upkeep. If you are stopping to get coffee, that would be part of your cash. If you run into the gas station to buy a snack, that would be part of your cash. Maybe your pet food or pet supplies, if you're regularly buying those at the grocery store, when you're out shopping, those would be part of your cash. Um, Your dry cleaning, if you are regularly running into the dry cleaner and spending $15 or $20 a week or something like that, that could be part of your cash because it's kind of a regular part of your day-to-day spending, right? So I want you to look at all of those different categories. So if you're trying to figure out the number, maybe go back through your bank statements for the last month or two, find an average of what you've been spending on these areas of life, right? What have you spent eating out? What have you spent in the grocery store? What have you spent on dry cleaning, on trips to Starbucks, on, you know, grabbing snacks or going to happy hour or, you know, shopping for cleaning supplies, like total all of that up which I think this in itself is such a powerful thing because I will oftentimes, and I know years ago when my husband and I did this for ourselves and we totaled this up and we saw how much we had spent on average the last few months, that was enough for us to make a drastic change in and of itself. So sometimes just seeing that number lets you know, like, yes, this is what I really am good with spending or, oh my gosh, I've been spending way too much and need to make some changes right now. Right. So it's a very, very good therapeutic eye opening, good exercise for you to do is to go through total up this area of life, the day to day spending area and see how much you've been spending. The one thing I will say about this is that it is it's so often that this is an area where a lot of overspending does happen because we know what all of our fixed bills are, right? Like we know what those expenses and those bills are that come every single month, our mortgage, our car payment, our insurance, our cell phone bill, our cable or internet, like all of those bills come just like clockwork. They're set amount. They're usually not changing too much. We always know what they are and we can anticipate and plan for them. And so we get our paycheck. We know what those bills are. We pay them. And then everything else that's left is like what we get to live on, right? And so this is where so many of us can fall into a big trap with overspending because everything that's left becomes the money that we live on. And so we can very easily overspend in this area if we don't put some criteria around it. And that's exactly what we want to do by creating cash for this area of day-to-day spending so that not everything that's left goes to our day-to-day spending, but we're being strategic with more of it. So we are actually going to lock in that number of day-to-day 
spending by setting a certain amount of cash that you will take out on every payday, right? So this is not a set amount of cash for the whole month. We're breaking it up by pay period. So if you're paid every two weeks or on the first and the 15th, I want you to take out the exact same amount of cash on every one of those paydays. Now, if you are paid once a month, which I know a lot of people are, or if you have a business and you have revenues that are coming in all throughout the month at different times, I actually want you to give yourself like a false fake payday where you still break it up into twice a month so that it's a little bit easier to digest. Okay. So it's easier for you to think about spending and planning for spending and seeing what's going on in two week increments than it is by looking at the entire month. It's like a big period of time to plan over. And so it gets harder to, you know, be strategic with your money over that long of a period. But over two weeks, it's much easier for us to plan and to kind of stick to a set amount. So I want you to look at that set up your fake payday or with your real payday, I want you to take out a set amount of cash, the exact same amount every single time that you get paid, right? And that set amount would be what you decide as the total that you've been spending on these day-to-day spending categories. So when you totaled up what you've spent from your bank account on eating out groceries, pet supplies, dry cleaning, you know, all of those little miscellaneous things. I want you to total it, see how much you've spent on average per month, decide if that's a number that you're comfortable with, right? If you look at it and you say, oh my gosh, we spent $3,000 on that and I really only want to spend $1,500, then you're going to have to make some big changes, right? But I want you to decide what that number is that you're good with for the month, but then divide it in half, And every payday, you're going to take out that amount of cash to last you for the two weeks, okay? So it becomes super predictable, super consistent, very easy to plan. It's just like another one of your fixed bills that never, ever changes. So every payday, just like clockwork, your check comes in, you take out your cash. It's always the same amount. Even if you have leftover at the end of the pay period, I want you to take out the same amount again, okay? Because some weeks are going to be more expensive than others. You're going to need some of that overflow sometimes. And what happens that kind of derails people sometimes is that they think, ooh, I have $60 left from last pay period. I'm going to take out $60 less this time. And they wind up falling short and then they get discouraged and they fall off track. So I want you to be very, very consistent. Always plan for the same amount. And just like clockwork, you take out that amount of cash and it lasts you for two weeks. So one of the other questions that I'll get from people is like, when I take out that cash is a certain amount for eating out and a certain amount is for groceries and they want to kind of micromanage it or divide it up or track where every penny goes. And I'm going to tell you that it is not worth doing that. Okay. It just truly is not. That is so much extra work and it's just asking for disappointment. It's like a way of setting yourself up for failure or for looking like you have not done what you set out to do. And so it really works much better just to say, I'm taking out, let's say $500 and every payday I'm taking out $500 and it will last me for the next two weeks until the next payday. And then I'm taking out $500 again. So whatever that number is for you, you'll take out the set amount 
and stick to it. And some weeks you will likely eat out more than others. And some weeks you will likely stick to your meal plan and go grocery shopping and be really great about sticking to a smaller budget maybe because you were really great about shopping sales in the store or whatever that is, right? But life is so fluid. Life changes so much that depending on what's happening in our life, One week, we might be super, super good about our spending in this day-to-day category area, and the next week, we might not. Or one week, we're good about shopping, and the next week, we have family in town or company visiting, and we're eating out more, or we're buying more to entertain. Or maybe there's a week where everyone in the house is sick, and you're just on survival mode and you're, you know, maybe ordering takeout or, you know, whatever it is that we need to have some flexibility with the way that you're spending your cash so that it can be flexible with life as life changes from week to week, because it will, right? And if we get too structured and we get too into micromanaging the way that we're spending our cash, we we'll often find that there's a lot of frustration that happens when you do have those weeks where things aren't like the norm, right? So I just want you to kind of give yourself that leniency, give yourself that flexibility of knowing that your cash is your cash. It's for your day-to-day spending and it does not matter where every dollar goes. As long as you stick to that cash and it lasts you for your two week period of time, you are golden. You are right on track. You're doing exactly what you set out to do. And it doesn't matter if you spent all of it eating out or if you didn't eat out once, as long as the cash lasted you, you're good, right? So let's, let's make things easy on you. Let's make it seem more simple. Let's make it more fun. Let's give you more control over where you're spending the money by not putting all of those constraints and restrictions upon where it should go. All right. So One of the other things that I always like to bring up about using cash and why this actually really helps to simplify life is that when you are just making one transaction, withdrawing cash from the bank on payday, right? You are cutting down on all of those debit card swipes that are normally happening. And so when you look at your bank statement, you we'll see barely anything happening anymore. Like it looks so clean and so simple and it's so easy to see exactly what's going on that you're not going to be like overwhelmed by paying attention to what's happening in the bank anymore. It becomes so, so simple and clear. And I think that's a really important thing for us as we're trying to get more clarity and gain more control over where our money is going and our spending is that one of the really hard things is that When we log into the bank account and we've been swiping the debit card and we've got like $5 at the gas station and $2 from the vending machine and $60 from the grocery store and just on and on and on, all of those bills that are mixed in between it, it's even hard to see which ones have cleared and which ones haven't. And it creates this huge sense of overwhelm from a mental standpoint, when we're trying to look at our finances, that it looks so busy and there's so much happening that a lot of times we will just automatically just check out. We don't want to deal with it. It's too much work. It's too much hassle. It's overwhelming. It's stressful. It's anxiety provoking (laughs) to open the checking account and see all of these transactions. And it can actually like cause people to feel 
anger or frustration or annoyance or just all of these very negative emotions, which we don't want to be having around our money. We want to be looking at our money and feeling accomplished and confident and like we're in control and we can help to achieve those feelings by reducing the amount of debits that are happening in the account and using cash in day-to-day spending is like the number one way to do that because most of those debit card swipes are from this area of life, this day-to-day spending where we're just out and about living life, running errands, taking care of business, and we're swiping the debit card every time we do it. But then when it comes time to balance the checkbook or to look at our account and see what's happening, it gets to be so overwhelming that we can't even handle doing it, right? That we don't want to do it, that we have resistance around doing it, that we have you know, resentment about doing it. And those are all the feelings that we do not want to have when we're dealing with finances and trying to develop this really strong sense of purpose and control around our money. So just one of the other reasons why it's so important to use cash for this one area of life, because it has massive, a massive impact on the way that you feel about your finances. And it gives you so much more control. Okay, so one of the other reasons and benefits to using cash is that it has been very well documented and well studied from a psychological perspective that you will spend 12 to 20 percent less when you're using cash versus using a debit or credit card. And this is, you know, this adds up to be a huge amount. Think about how many times you swipe your debit card right now. Like I challenge you to go through your bank statement and look at all of those debit card swipes that you've made over the last month, total them up and add 20% to it, right? Like that is how much extra you spent Versus spending cash, like just think about how much that adds up every single time. If you were going to spend, you know, $5, now you've spent six. If you were going to spend $100, now you spent 120. And every one of those transactions adds up. So you're spending thousands of dollars accidentally every single year, maybe every month. It depends on what your budget and your spending patterns are. But thousands of dollars that is just accidentally being spent because you're swiping the card, right? There is something psychologically triggered that when you have cash, you have this physical thing in your hand that has value and you have to give it away that we don't want to do it, right? There's like this pain center in our brain that is triggered that says, keep it, don't give it up. Don't spend it frivolously. Make sure that you are buying the things that you want. And it makes you think every single time you go to spend it, if it's something you actually want to spend your money on versus swiping the card where it becomes a little bit more abstract, where we're not so attached to the money on the other side of it, because it's not a physical thing for us. And it's kind of this abyss, (laughs) this endless abyss, where it's like, oh, sure, it's going to deduct it. And we don't really see it. And we don't feel it. And there's not that pain that's triggered with spending. And so we spend much more easily. This is why everyone takes debit cards and credit cards now. It's why it's so simple because people know that it is easier for you to spend when you can swipe the card, right? So it it truly will save you money. It 
not only will keep you on track because of being a locked in amount, but just from the psychological perspective, you will begin to be more responsible with the way that you're spending. You're going to give more thought to it. You're going to have more intention behind it. If you are part of a couple, you are going to have more conversations around the things that you're doing with your money. So I see this too. And I know I used to live in this world where I would be the one that handled the finances. And my husband and I both were using debit cards for all of our purchases and spending. And every time that I opened the bank account and I saw a purchase that he made, I got angry. And, you know, that's, (laughs) totally unfair to him, like in hindsight, and like even rationally at the time, I knew that it was unfair to expect him not to spend any money. But because I didn't know about it, it was always a surprise to me. And it made me very anxious and upset that there was more money gone than I knew was gone. Right. So the benefit of using cash in a couple is that you automatically just take away that resentment or that friction or that anxiety or worry over what the other one is spending because you take out a set amount of cash and you decide as a team how it will be spent, right? How much are each of you getting? Does someone take a set amount and it lasts them that week for their lunches? Is one of you the grocery shopper who gets a little bit more because you're going to be out grocery shopping? You have to have conversations around what is happening with that money to make sure it lasts you the full two weeks. So there's not this like accidental spending or this resentment about spending that the other one is doing that you didn't know about. And so it really helps to alleviate a lot of the stress and resentment and worry and anxiety and anger and, you know, argument around your finances when you are in a couple. And so it's extremely helpful for that, for just helping to open the doors to better communication within your couple relationship. And so that's just one of the additional reasons why using cash is so, so valuable, so important and can be so life-changing. Truly, it can be life-changing. I know it seems so silly and it sounds really annoying to use cash oftentimes, but it truly can be one of the changes in your finances that begins to totally transform the way that you talk about money, think about money, feel about money, stress about money, and begin to save for other things. So I hope this was helpful for you for putting some clarity and criteria around the way to use cash. I would love to hear if you use this. If you implement it, please leave us a comment. Drop by the Facebook page or leave us a review. It definitely helps us to leave those reviews and let people know that this podcast is helpful for you, that you're learning great things. We appreciate the feedback always. And until the next episode, you have a great day. If you would like more information about our financial coaching programs or how we can help you take the stress out of money, please check out our website at www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. Please join our private Facebook group by searching Facebook for overcoming financial stress with the saver and the spender. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. And we'll see you on the next episode of Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.